come back now to 1 Peter 1, 13 to 16, and focus this time on verses 14 and 15. And yet, we're going to continue to look at the implications of, therefore, hope fully on the grace that is being brought to you, using your minds to stoke the fires of this full hope and using your sober minds to stoke the fires of this full hope and thus see the implications in this word ignorance as it relates to the word minds here. So we're continuing in the same vein, only lots more is going to come clear as we move from the heart level of hoping based on the mental level of uh, energetic and clear thinking and move to the conduct level in holiness. So, Father, as we undertake now to see more and more of what Peter has seen of your ways in working in this world and your working in us, Grant us your help, I pray, so that we see what is essential here and that we be moved by it and changed by it and that our conduct does indeed become beautiful and holy and moves the Gentiles, which we read later, to give glory to you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Therefore, preparing your minds for action... And being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Therefore, all the reasons given earlier for why we should hope fully connect with this main command here in verse 13. Set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. What would that include? Well, just one brief glimpse at verse 6 and 7. If necessary, you've been grieved by various trials so that, as God judges necessary, your genuineness of faith may be tested, the tested genuineness of your faith might be found unto praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So if you look back here and say, hopefully in the grace that is being brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ among those graces or in that grace is the wonderful truth that at that day with your faith refined through many trials you will experience praise and glory and honor from Jesus Christ. So hope fully in that. If you're being shamed now, don't worry about it. You're going to get 
honor there and glory there and praise there. If you're suffering now, don't fret about it. You're going to be restored a thousandfold in that day. And then we saw last time that preparing your minds for action do this and being sober-minded do this, which means our minds serve our hearts because hope happens in the heart. Hope is not just a thought that you have in the head. Hope is a passion for the future and a confidence to back it up that happens in the heart. And yet we're told with our minds prepared and our minds sober to hope fully. And so what the mind does is go back here and get all these reasons for hope and then bring them to the heart like kindling and throw them in the fires of our hopes so that our hopes inflame for this grace. Which addresses the question, and it's a huge interpretational question and, and life question, of how do you obey a command to feel? You can't turn your feelings on and off like a water spigot. Here you're, you're given a command, hope, and hope is not a thought. Hope is a feeling. And so how do you do it? You pursue the use of the mind with the kindling of truth back here in verses 3 through 12 and throw that kindling with great mental effort and mental clarity onto the fires of hope so that they flame up. That's the way you go about obeying a command to feel. And then he says, as obedient children... And that didn't come out of nowhere because he said in, in 1.3 that we have been born again and we're blessing our Father. So we've been brought into being by the new birth as the children of God in his family. And so as obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. So there's, there's ignorance that you once had. That ignorance was the soil in which passions grew and those passions brought you into conformity in your behavior to them. And that's got to be remedied, right? Don't be conformed to passions which were in ignorance. And this ignorance is not passive. You you think you know things, and those things are lies. That's why we have over here in, in Ephesians 4.22, put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. That's the same word, desires or passions. They deceive us. They deceive us because they are based on ignorance and not truth. So if Ignorance was once producing faults and deceitful desires and passions which produced conformity to kinds of conduct which were unacceptable and dishonored God and ruined your life and brought you into eternal destruction. What's the remedy for that? And the answer is prepare your minds for action. Take your minds and remedy this ignorance. Take your sober minds and remedy this ignorance by replacing this ignorance with all of these truths, these reasons for hope, therefore hope, therefore hope, these reasons for hope back in 3 through 12. Minds, get a hold of them, turn this ignorance into knowledge, which is why he says, do not be conformed to the passions 
of your former ignorance, because that ignorance has been replaced now with knowledge, and that knowledge is producing new passions, namely full hope in grace, and therefore let that new set of passions produce conformity to new passions or have new behavior. But as he who called you is holy, you be holy in all your conduct. So this conformity to old passions in old false knowledge has been replaced by true knowledge, back here, reasons for hope, and those have produced true and new passions, namely full and eager and dynamic and passionate hope in grace. And now this conformity is producing what he calls holy conduct. And you get an in, um, a insight into what holiness means here in, in two directions. One is, you should be holy for I am holy. He quotes the, the Old Testament here. You shall be holy for God is holy. What what is God's holiness? Well, in, in one word, God has no standard outside himself by which to be proved holy. He doesn't measure up to the law that somebody else writes and says, now, see, I'm fulfilling the law and therefore I'm holy. God's holiness is God always acting in accord with his own infinite value. He is one of a kind. He is set off and set apart as infinitely pure and transcendently valuable and glorious, and all of his actions, therefore, are in accord with his infinite value. So we should be holy by bringing our conduct into such a way as to show the infinite value of God, which is what hoping fully in the grace to be brought to us really does mean, doesn't it? This means value what's coming to you more than you valued all the things that you had back here in your former ignorance. You valued money, maybe, and you valued power, and you valued relatively good things like food or drink or family or job, and those were your supreme values. But now God is your supreme value. You are hoping fully in what grace is bringing to you as Jesus Christ is revealed from heaven. And your holiness then is a behavior that corresponds or conforms to that passion. So let's read it again. As obedient children, do not be conformed to passions that were yours in ignorance. Replace that ignorance with truth by using your minds but as he who called you is holy, also be holy in all your conduct. So let's, let's uh, uh, sum it up like this. Um, truth about your future. Grace coming to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, um, which is not, not ignorance anymore, and built, let's make a little room here, getting rid of some of that, that's going to be built so that above it, 
There is hope, full hope, hope fully. And above that now is going to be built new conduct. So here's the, here's the truth as opposed to ignorance. The therefore here goes back to all, this, all these reasons for hope back in th- uh, 3 through 12. And therefore, on the basis of what the mind is apprehending and replacing this ignorance with, we are hoping fully. That's this command right here. And therefore, based on this new passion, we are in our conduct, being holy here. And you may have noticed that this is the heart, I mean the um, head or the mind, doing its work back here, being sober-minded and girding up your minds. The mind is taking the, the kindling of truth and throwing it on the heart here and the heart in its new passions is producing new conduct which is acted out in the body so the mind serves the heart which gives rise to new visible conduct and we'll see more of what that is in future texts